whatever the Lord's calling you to fill, fill it. Because when God gets involved, he can change the molecular structure of what you put in that jar. The Bible says, and nothing is impossible with our God. Woo! That's who we serve. That's who we know. That's who we trust. And that's who we're filling it. So I tell you, if he calls you to fill the jar, fill it to the brim. I've entitled today, when you're taking notes, go ahead and write at the top, confirmed to walk on water. Title that thing, confirmed to walk on water. Can I say, tell you that this is going to be a year that the Lord is confirming already there are places you need to walk that nobody else can. I want to look at the miracle of Jesus walking on the water. I want to show us how the Lord is calling us to a place of uncomfortability. How many believe that God's calling you out of your comfort zone this year? Sean had a word today. He said, out of the box. Yeah, that's how I feel this year. I feel like the Lord is taking what we saw as barriers or fences or obstacles, and now he is creating a free zone to say, confirmed. You are confirmed to walk on water. And I want to speak into your situation, into your story, into your life, because I believe that this will be a year that the Lord is going to pour out so much onto you, so much onto your business, so much onto your family, so much onto your relationships, that we are going to see the favor of the Lord in a way we have not yet seen before. Amen? Confirm this word, because this is the word the Lord is speaking over his people in this year. This is a year of the Lord's favor. It's the year of jubilee. It's the year of, of no debt. It's the year of freedom. It's the year of outpouring. This is a year of torrent. Is this mic on? Do you hear me? This is a year of torrent. It's something to get excited about. This is something that you're going to have in your family, in your life, in your calling. All the things you've been trying to build, all the things you've been trying to open, all the doors that have been locked. My friend, this is the year of torrent. The year that God is going to pour out so much that doors are just going to swing open. This is the year that you will walk through gates that were locked before. This will be a year that opportunities happen and fall into place just like this. I, I heard a prophecy over this year and he said, the only way I can envision it and put it to words is that it's a gate and the gate is swinging wide open. He said, this is the, the terminology he used was divine alignment, divine alignment. And when I heard that, I was like, this is going to be a year where all the pieces that you've been putting on the page, all the puzzle pieces that are on the table, my, my daughter's a huge puzzle builder. I think she's built one of our puzzles at least 15 to 20 times. She just keeps rebuilding and rebuilding. And I'm like, we got to get her some more puzzles. <laughs> But she loves putting pieces of the puzzle together. Maybe some of you, you feel like your life is like that where you have a bunch of pieces of the puzzle and you're trying to figure out how they all go together. You're like, I'm in Philadelphia. I'm part of Change Church. I got this relationship over here I'm working on. I got my career. I feel like this is what God's calling me to. And I believe that this is going to be a year where as we lean into the Lord's voice, because the year of torrent is just the sound from heaven breaking over our lives, which means his voice is like many waters. And when we get into it, we get into the flow of what he's doing. 
And I believe that this is going to be a year that as we tune in, that's why we started this whole year off with a fast, giving up something to hear his voice louder. Why? His voice is all that matters. Can I say that again? His voice is all that matters. If you have nothing else, we sing it today. Nothing else, nothing else will do. Why? Because his voice is the only thing that makes things happen. And I'm not just talking about material items. I'm talking about everything, healing. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about joy of the Lord. I'm talking about peace in the middle of chaos. That's what the Lord wants to provide this year. And I believe that as we lean into his voice and we hear him, he's going to start to put those pieces of the puzzle together and divine alignment will happen. There are a lot of you that you've been praying over things for years and this will be a year of Jubilee where you step over the line, you step through the gate, you step through the open door and the Lord's going to provide opportunity. He's going to provide relationship. He's going to provide those things that you've been praying over, but this will be a year of torrent. Come on, somebody help me with it. Say, this is a year of torrent. Amen. I want to look at Revelation chapter one. Just start us off and we're going to jump into the miracle of Jesus. We're looking at a bunch of the miracles that Jesus did that had to do with water because torrent is to do with fluid and rushing streams of water. And the Bible talks about his voice being that of the sound of many waters. But I want to look at Revelation to give you some context for this year as you're studying, as you're diving into the word torrent and what God is doing in this place. Revelations chapter one, verse 10. We're gonna start there. It says on the Lord's day, this is a John stepping into the vision of what heaven was. And so we're, we're getting a sneak peek into the vision that God put in front of him, showing what the last days and what heaven would look like. And in and, and Revelation 1, 10, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud uh a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on the scroll what you see and send it to seven churches, the Ephesus, Smyr- Smyrna, Pergamum, uh, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the son of man dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with golden sash around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. And then check this out. His feet were bronze glowing with furnace and his voice, everybody say his voice. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand, he held the seven stars out of his mouth, a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in the brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his, as, at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and he said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. The Lord was showing us something. Now, notice how in the start of it, he starts off with the voice sounding like a trumpet. And I believe that there's two different types of messages that heaven gives. Number one is the trumpet. The trumpet is to pay attention. It's the one to become aware. Trumpet is what we're going to hear the last days. When Jesus comes back for his bride, the Bible says that we're going to hear the sounds of trumpets. They're going to be all around. All of a sudden, the earth will hear what is that. And we will be caught up. But it's a, it's a made aware And when John was hearing the voice that was saying, watch these things, it was the voice of a trumpet. But then he moves into the voice sounding like rushing waters. I want to tell you the significance of this because there's a voice that lets you become aware. And I believe the Lord has done this in all of our lives. 
where there's been seasons, there's been things that have been spoken, there's been his word that jumped off the page into our hearts and has gotten our attention. It's gotten our eyes on him. It's gotten us fixed to look at heaven and say, Lord, what are you saying? And then there's a difference when we move into hearing his voice like the sound of many waters. This is a different level of his voice. It's a different level of his voice. The loud trumpet, the awareness, the the saying, okay, what was that? Was that God? I don't know. Was that God? And then when we start to lean in, this is what a lot of us are doing right now. As we're fasting, we're putting prayer in place. As we're fasting, we're putting a morning devotional time where we get into his word. We, we set the, the worship music on and we, we listen to him. What we're doing is we're going from trumpet sound to the sound of many waters. That's the heart of the Father. That's the speaking of what's going on, what's moving. And we see all throughout Revelation, I, I encourage you to read this because this is the end time. So this is what's going to take place. But read Revelation. He goes into what's going to happen on the earth. He goes into what's going to happen through the churches. He gives direction to every single church and all of us on the earth. That's the sound of many waters, and that's what we're diving into. How many are ready to hear his voice on a different level? Come on. See, I believe that the Lord's voice is like water, but it gives life. It gives life to what it's speaking to. And you and I, we both need that life. And we're going to hear his voice and hear his direction. And I believe this for you, my friend, is when you dive into the flow, he's going to give you direction on what to do, who to reach out to, what doors to walk through, what doors to not walk through. How many know there's doors you need to slam shut? There's some good opportunities you need to say no to in order to say yes to the God opportunities in your life. There's some good opportunities that are going to come your way and look so fabulous. And if you say no, if you lean in and hear the many rushing waters and he says, no, don't do that. You're going to realize there's a God opportunity waiting for you to step into. But you have to be tuned in. I believe this year we're going to see things that we have have been difficult in the past. We're going to see it flow this year. How many are ready for that? Because the Lord, I put this in the notes, he always places someone in order to produce something. Can I encourage you that he's placed you somewhere in order to produce something? He's placed you in that school. He's placed you in that business. He's placed you in that work. He's placed you in that school so that you could move into and produce heaven where you are to produce the kingdom. That's why we're here to be salt of the earth. What does salt do? It enhances everything that's around. Put salt on food, hey, becomes alive. Ask Billy, right? Salt that thing. But it's amazing what happens when, when the children of God catch fire, when we, when we catch his voice and we start to become uh, we start to become kingdom carriers. A giant heirloom has this uh, basement and it has all these games and all. They used to have the arcade games, but they've kind of gone away with that. But now they have checkers down there. And we went down to play checkers, me and the kids. And we're playing checkers. And I'm playing with Zion. I'm realizing that Zion is a very strategic checker player. I'm more, you know, just go with like what looks good. But he's like thinking seven steps ahead. He's like moving this because five steps down, he's going to take me out three times over, you know? And I just, I envision this because he, he really kicked my butt in checkers like a lot. I beat him the first time and then he caught the game and then he was like, all right, dad, no more. And then he beat me every time after that. But this is what I envision is God this year is placing people strategically on the checkers board in order to win the long game. And what looked like a short game, it looked like maybe for you, some failures here and there. 
Some times have fallen off, but I believe that the Lord is strategically placing you in order to step into victory in that place. Amen? Amen. All right, let's jump in. I want to want to go into the miracle of Jesus walking on the water. So we're going to go to the lake, the sea, I'm sorry, the sea of Galilee, where Jesus and his disciples just got done with the big miracle, feeding the 5,000, preaching from the boat, all the things. And now the disciples are in the boat, uh, but Jesus is not in the boat. You'll notice he's, he's literally transforming the molecular structure of water and walking on it. One thing I've learned with my relationship with Jesus all throughout my life is I've found this to be true. The Lord always wants me to walk where it should be impossible for me to walk. One thing I will tell you today is I believe that this year the Lord's going to call you to places that you shouldn't be able to walk. I love this picture and the chosen does it so well. If you haven't caught up on the chosen series, it just goes through the life of Jesus. It's so amazing. But I love what this picture gives us is because there is times where we are so fearful in the midst of storm, in the midst of things that we can't control. There's things that happen to all of us. In fact, this week, a lot of you had things in your life where you can't control it. And it's something that's beyond your ability to say, I can put this back together. But it's in the middle of that that Jesus always wants to call us to him. And I love the thing he told Peter over and over again. I want to encourage you with it today. He said, keep your eyes on me. You see, walking on water takes faith in Jesus to accomplish. The calling on your life will take Jesus' involvement to accomplish. You know that? What the Lord is calling you to and the steps you need to take and the things he wants you to accomplish, my friend, let me tell you, the only way you're going to be able to do it is having faith in Jesus and him giving you strength. Because Jesus is our solid foundation. I read this story, it's so good. When the telegraph had the fastest means of long distance communication, a young man applied for a job as a Morse code operator. Answering an ad in the newspaper, he went to the address that was listed. And when he arrived, he entered a large, noisy office. In the background, a telegraph cracked away. A sign on the receptionist counter instructed job applicants to fill out a form and wait until they were summoned to enter the inner office. The young man completed his form and sat down with seven other applicants. After a few minutes, the young man stood up, crossed the room to the door of the inner office, and walked right in. The other applicants perked up, wondering what was going on. Why had this man been so bold? They muttered among themselves and they hadn't heard any summons yet. They took more than a little satisfaction assuming that the young man who went into the office would be reprimanded from his presumption and summarily disqualified for the job. Within a few minutes, the young man emerged from the inner office escorted by the interviewer who announced to the other applicants, gentlemen, thank you so very much for coming but the job has been filled by this young man. The other applicants began grumbling. Then one spoke up saying, wait a minute, I don't understand something. He was the last one to come in and we never even got a chance to be interviewed. Yet he got the job. That's not fair. And the employer said, I'm sorry, but all the time you've been sitting here, the telegraph has been ticking out the following message in Morse code. If you understand this message, then come right in. The job is yours. None of you heard it or understood it. 
this young man did, so the job is his. I wonder how many of us need to tune in and listen to the message that heaven is calling us to do and accomplish. And a lot of times in life, it can be so distracting, so many things going on, and we might be following the directions, following the signs, the natural signs, say this is where we should go, but let me tell you, there's a heaven voice that is speaking over your life and giving you direction and calling you into the inner office. I love this picture because this, it really shows us that we, we need to be tuned into another frequency, something that's way beyond. I heard a preacher talk about it like radio signals. Like when you tune your, your radio, you know, you go to this channel and it lines up the frequency that's being broadcast over. Can I tell you that heaven's always broadcasting something over your life? Can I tell you that the Lord is always speaking something over you? And it's only when we tune in that we're like, oh my word, the Lord is speaking so much. But a lot of it has to do with our alignment with the frequency. To tune in to say, Lord, I really want to hear you. I really want to know you. I want to put all my agenda aside and come into this place where I know you and I'm following you. I have to ask you today, what is the Holy Spirit trying to tell you and instruct you in that he will equip you for if you tune in and hear it? What does the Lord want to speak over your life and call you to that maybe you are in a boat? Not, not for real, but maybe, maybe just symbolically you're in a boat and you're in the waves and you're with those around you and you're just trying to make it through. And yet the Father is in a place where he is calling you out of that space to come walk with him. And you're confirmed to walk on water. That's what I love about fasting because when we fast, I, I feel like it just fine tunes our hearing to him. If you're fasting food, you know that probably for the first week, it's torture because you just want what you're fasting. And it doesn't matter what it is, but if you're fasting meat, all you want is meat. I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm craved right now during the Daniels fast. I can't tell you how many times I've craved a hot dog. Guys, I don't even eat hot dogs out of the fast. I never eat hot dogs, but all I want in this fast is a big, juicy hot dog. I can't wait. Sriracha, ketchup, all the stuff. I can't wait to load it up. I want a Philly-style hot dog. You know, just like, ugh. <laughs> it's so funny. But what I found in fasting, and this is what I love about it, is when you give up something and your body craves it, but you say no, your spirit man starts to get stronger and you start to say yes to the right things. How many found this to be true when you're fasting? You feel like when you're reading the word, all of a sudden it becomes in high definition when you're reading it. Have you found that to be true? And we were talking, we are like, we need to do this all the time. Like not just in the first part of the year. I want to do this all the time. How can I put this a part of my routine that I'm habitually tuning, habitually fine-tuning, getting the frequency and saying, Lord, speak clear. I want to hear you. So the second thing I've noticed is where our eyes are fixed is where our faith is grown. Where our eyes are fixed is where our faith grows. It is so amazing to me that Wherever our, our, my eyes are, are on, when I fix my eyes on something, it is incredible how much that becomes what I put my faith into. 
And if I'm focusing on my craft or, or what I want to do, and I'm not saying that all that's bad, but sometimes we focus so much on like, what can we accomplish? And how many know that it's hard to put your faith in God above your own abilities because you can't see it. I can't see the power of the Lord. I can't see with, with physical eyes what God can do in the situation. So it's easier for me to look in the mirror and say, what can Elijah do? Well, what can Ashley do? Well, what can our team here at Change do? Because that's what we can accomplish. And when I think of changing a city, I'm like, all right, what can we accomplish? How many know it's so much easier to look in the mirror? What do we have? What do we have on the table? What can Doc do? What can Sean do? Well, that's what we can do. But man, it's so much harder to step in faith and say, all right, we're in the boat, but the Lord's walking on the water and he's calling us to do the impossible in his name. Not the impossible just for impossible's sake, but impossible for his name, to get his name accomplished on the earth, to get heaven down here to earth. And wherever our eyes are fixed, there our faith is grown. If we can lock our eyes on Jesus, our faith starts to be built in who he is. There's a story of Duffy Darty. He's an American football coach and for the Michigan State Spartans uh, from 1954 to 1972. At the end of one game, Darty sent his kicker to win the game. As the kick sailed through the uprights, the kicker looked at the referee. Now, why, you might ask? Because he had forgotten his contact lenses and he couldn't see a thing. Though he could only make out a very blurry outline of the goalpost, he had practiced the kick so many times, it was routine. And I think about this for my own self, and I think about this for your life as well. As we build habits and routines in the Lord, we get comfortable in what we're to do in the hard times. When things go awry, when things are out of control, when the waves are all around us, if we fine-tuned our ears to hear his voice, and I love this, this story because I wonder who was the first one to see Jesus on the water and know it was him. Because you see all the disciples, they're like, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. Oh my gosh, it's a ghost. And I wonder which one of them was like, no, no, that's not a ghost. That's our leader. That's Jesus. And I guarantee you he was the one who was with Jesus the most. I guarantee it's the one who was with him face-to-face a lot in conversation. And I believe it was Peter. I believe it was Peter because Peter was always right with Jesus. And I wonder in your life what that looks like, that in the middle of the storm, you could be able to routinely say, all right, I could barely make out the goalpost, but I've done this so many times. I've been with the Lord so much. I've been hearing his voice. I've been journaling through. I've been, I've been doing the soap method through my word, getting it into my spirit. And I know, I know what to do in this. My spiritual muscles are trained. The way that I kick is just the same as any other time. I just need to do it like I know to do it. I remember when we were youth pastors and we took our youth group to a retreat and it was the first time that we introduced the SOAP method of how to go through the Bible. If you haven't been involved, that SOAP is just literally reading the scripture, writing it down, and then the O stands for observe and you observe what the, the word is saying to your life. And then A stands for apply and you write down how you're gonna apply it to your life. And then P is for prayer. You pray over that thing and say, Lord, help me in this. And I remember we... We introduced this to the youth group, and I remember being on retreat. We'd taken the guys out, and we'd been a, little, a couple small groups around the retreat center. I remember sitting there, and we're doing the soap method with everybody. And I remember one of the leaders coming up to me afterwards and say, hey, 
I know this is for the kids. He said, but this is like the first time I'm like going deeper and hearing the word on a whole different level. And I thought about this in, in our life in this year too, and things that we're getting in place, there are things that we need to put in place as habits and routine that may seem mundane. I don't know how you're wired, but I'm, I'm wired to be more like Pocahontas, where it's like just around the river bend. I don't know what's coming, but I can't wait to find out, you know? And I, you know, let's not make a plan because we never know what could be out there. Like, that's how I'm wired. So I don't know if you're wired like that. So routine is actually very hard for me to take on. Anybody else? All right, Devin, me and you. Amen. All of y'all love you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. And I, I love, I love routine and I, I want to put it a part of my life, but I feel like this is going to be a year where we have to put routine in place of hearing his, his voice of doing things like the soap method where we're, we're, we're going into the word. We're not just reading it, but we're saying, Lord, what are you saying? We don't want just the trumpet voice where we get aware that you're speaking. We want to go into the waters. We want to go and walk on water with you. Anonymous quote says, discipline is a choice before it's a habit. Discipline is a choice before it's a habit. You have to decide, hey, I'm going to make a choice. I want to hear God above all other things. So what are the routines I got to put in place in order to fine tune that skill? It doesn't just come. It's not one of those things that you just one day are like, oh, I can hear God now. No, you, you get before him. You start to learn him. It's, it's just like any relationship. The more I'm around you, the more I start to understand what you sound like. And then I can pick you out of a crowd. And then I get your whisper. Then, then when I hear a voice, I don't even have to see your face. I'd be like, yo, is that so-and-so? Because I've been around you enough. The same thing was with the Lord. We can't just turn it on and be like, all right, Lord, I want to hear you now. Oh, you got to spend time with him. You got to be alone with him. You got to listen to him. And this is hard. Some of us want to talk, 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 and never listen. I believe that when we sit with the Lord, we just say, Lord, speak to me. And that's why even we made that soap method is because when you get to the scripture and you, you start to observe, you say, all right, Lord, what are you saying about this scripture? Yeah, I read it, but what does it mean for me? How am I going to apply this thing to my life? How am I going to make it a part of what I'm doing? John uh, Dryden says this, we first make our habits and then our habits make us. And I also love that so much. It's like the things that we're putting in place now are going to be the things that make us tomorrow. Today, you're setting things in place. And I want to encourage you to take that step into diving deeper with the Lord, because where our eyes are fixed, our faith is grown. And the third thing I'm going to leave us with today is storms are purposed to build you. Storms are purposed to build you. In the middle of the hardest times, it's, it's hard to realize or come to the conclusion that the Lord is for you. When things go awry and you find yourself in a situation where you don't feel the goodness of the Father, you don't feel the joy in that season, those can be the hardest times to look at and say, the Lord it has me through this storm. And the thing we have to realize is that we can't see all of it. See, the Lord had the whole picture of Peter getting out of the boat, 
walking to him on the water, even failing. You know, Jesus already knew that. And Jesus was right there to grab Peter up and to pull him into his arms and say, keep your eyes on me. All things are to build our faith. All things are to make us closer to the Lord. All things are to build our character and to come closer into a relationship where we're aligned with the divine, where we're aligned with what he wants to accomplish in and through our lives. And so what I would tell you is if you're going through a storm, make sure your eyes are fixed on the right thing. Because when your eyes are fixed on him, you realize everything is made to make you who you are. Everything in your life is there so that he can bring you closer to him. Everything is to build your character and to know that he is God. So I want to give you three quick things here of how to hear the Lord. I want to encourage you that as we end this fast, we have our last week of fasting this week, last seven days. And I want to encourage you this this week to really be intentional about fine-tuning your skill to hear him. Fine-tuning your skill because you're confirmed to walk on water. And I believe that a lot of you, God is calling you out of the boat. He's literally saying, come, walk on this water. The water is solid. The water is for you. But just like that, man, at the interview with the Morse code, we have to tune our ears in. So here's how we do it. I just wrote three simple things. Here we go. Number one, quiet your spirit. Quiet your spirit. When you are praying, make sure to make time to sit in the word and listen. Ask God to speak and then sit and wait. Ask God to speak and then sit and wait. And the biggest thing I I know that my ears are tuned in is I'll open up my journal to a fresh page. I'll put the date on top. You know what that says? That says this page is taken and I'm ready to hear. And I'll just be like, Lord, I want to hear your voice. And maybe I'll be praying over my marriage or I'll be praying over my kids, praying over the season ahead, praying over that week, praying over that day, maybe have some meetings. And I'll just say, Lord, I need your guidance today. And then I'll sit and, and wait and I'll quiet my spirit. And this takes t- turn off my phone. This takes turn off my watch because you know that thing just goes off and reminds you of everything in your life. But I love Proverbs, how it says it in, in chapter three, verse six says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now the definition of acknowledge is to recognize the rights and authority of. When you acknowledge the Lord, you make him the authority of that thought. When you acknowledge him in the middle of your life, you acknowledge that he is Lord over all things. So we have to learn how to quiet our spirits and acknowledge him. Quiet our spirits and acknowledge him. Keep our eyes on Jesus. The second thing you must do to hear his voice better is to pray attention to the signs. Pray attention to the signs. Don't pay attention to the signs. Pray attention to the signs. As something is revealed, and a lot of you will will face this, is when you're praying over something, all of a sudden something starts to become clearer. Door opens, a relationship happens, an opportunity takes place, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's something new to the puzzle. And I would encourage you, don't just run. Pray over the sign that's been uncovered. Pray over what's been revealed. Start to journal over that thing and say, this is what happened. This is what the Lord spoke before. This is what happened now. Let's pray over that thing. Psalm 27 verse 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on the level path because of my enemies. As you start to hear scripture in a new way, 
start to feel a certain way about your steps and sin in your life and stop and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you discern if it's him leading you. And the third thing is mark his word with his word. Mark his word with his word. I will tell you this, the Lord will never tell you to do something that's outside of his word. It'll never happen. It's an inerrant spoken word of the Lord. So if it's not in here, if you can't find it on the pages of this book, it's not the Lord. And I've heard a lot of people just say, the Lord told me to do this. And I'll be sitting there like, ah, I, I don't know where that is in scripture. I, I, you must have written a new book. I just don't find that. And it's a dangerous place to be is when you start to hear inspiration and maybe encouragement. You're like, oh, it was so motivating. It must be God. It's like, no, not all things are the Lord. There are some really good things that motivate us and wake us up in the morning and get us going that aren't the Lord. That you need to discern and mark his word, what you hear, what you feel with his word. And that's just getting in it. You're like, how am I supposed to know this whole thing? Does this get in it? Let's start to read one scripture a day. Start to, start to digest this thing. Start to memorize. Start to look things up as you feel it. And as things jump out of the page, study that thing. What does that mean? And as you start to do that, the Holy Spirit, I don't know how he does it, but the Holy Spirit starts to teach you how to discern. He starts to teach you. And all of a sudden, you, you get a, a, you know, that little Jiminy Cricket uh, conscious? Let your conscience be your guide to Pinocchio. You start to get that. The Holy Spirit starts to whisper to you, hey, no, that's not good. Hey, hey, don't do that. That's outside of the will for your life. Hey, hey, that's a danger zone. There's been a lot of times that um, we call it the gut, but the Holy Spirit gut, but we'll, we'll be praying over something, doing something, and all of an Ashley will be like, no, we shouldn't do that. I, I, have, a, I have a Holy Spirit gut feeling right now. We're like, all right, we got to follow that because we, we understand that when we're in the Spirit, when we're listening to his voice, he's going to direct us and keep us out of things that are going to mess us up and cause us to have a fumble. So mark his word with his word. The scripture that comes to mind is Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. So hide it in your heart. Read it, memorize it, speak it. Read it, memorize it, speak it. And I want to encourage you today that, that I believe that as you are called out of the boat, that first step will be real hard. That second step might even be harder. But the thing that got Peter to doubt, the thing that got Peter to sink was his eyes got off of Jesus. If I could encourage you with anything is this, keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. Let routines be put in place so that your eyes stay focused on him. That you don't look to the right, to the left. You don't get distracted by this or that. You don't get discouraged by this or that because your eyes are fixed on the one who is calling you to walk on water. That which is impossible without him. That which you can't accomplish, my friend, without him. You say, I want to build this business. I want to build this marriage. I want to build this family. Guess what? You can't without him. But with the Lord, the Bible says that all things are possible for those who are in his name. Amen? that's where we live. That's who we serve. That's who we're with is the, the God of all and is calling us to walk on the water with him.